Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the sociology staff room. Hello and good morning. Uh, it might not be good morning for you, it might be afternoon when you're listening to this. Um, welcome to the Sociology Staff Room. I'm Katie Tyler and I've got my guest today, Kerry Stotton, who has a wealth of knowledge within sociology. Um, you're a subject lead of uh, social social sciences, coordinator of UCAS, a current half marathon trainer or trainee <laughs> or sorry, you're training for the half marathon um, and mm. also um, part of the team for TMI cons, uh, which obviously is many of our of listeners will have come across as well um for sociology so i'm gonna i'm here to pick your brains about ucas of all things so thank you first of all for for willing to come and speak to us on this rainy morning today <laughs> yeah thank you for having me um it's uh, it's quite nice to be be chatting to someone i've actually met in person <laughs> yeah oh, do you do lots of people yeah as we met we met um, at a ti Tim Icon's uh, event, didn't we? And I know that yes. like I sort of I got to speak to you there, and I sort of yeah. Sometimes it's nice because I speak to a lot of people virtually. Mm. I'm sure you do as well. But actually, nice to speak to you in person. So we're not here to talk about. Although no. I'd love to ask about your training <laughs> in regard not regards <laughs> to um your running. But I'm come to sort of talk about UK. So it's a bit of a weird time to talk about it. I was thinking I booked it in, and it's sort of at the end of. The cycle was such, isn't it? The sort of deadline yes. is looming. Um, and so I suppose this is really sort of, I suppose it's more of a reflective conversation potentially mm -hmm. for people that have just finished the UCAS process or for those people that are thinking, do you know what? I'm going to be doing this again in a couple of months because we know how the sort of academic year starts. So before you know it, it it's that time again. And sort of rather than sort of embarking on the process, thinking to yourself, well, actually, what things could I take stock of um, from maybe yourself or own personal uh, reflection or people that are new to the process really so i'm really here to pick your brains one because obviously you're, you're a sociology teacher and a sort of coordinator of the social sciences but also as, as a ucas coordinator so i suppose my first question is to you to you what is the goal of what is the goal as a subject especially if talking from a perspective of a a subject reference point of view what is the goal like we're, we've got this student what is our goal in order to do this um, can I actually put that question on hold for a minute? Yes, that's and just perfect. talk you through how we do our UCAS process and a bit of context yes. as to what yeah. uh, I'm coming from, if that's okay. Yeah, um, so <laughs> my experience is just of the school I work at. I've only I've only ever worked at that school for 15 years. We're uh, an 11 to 18 school, and I know that there'll be people out there who teach sociology who work in colleges. So I I don't know how transferable my information is i can only talk about the context that i'm from you know and um, we're in quite a deprived area um and aspiration can be quite low sometimes so that's one of our challenges that we have to work on in terms of the process i guess we formally start in june of year 12 although i do a little bit um in september of um, year 12 where i talk to them about what the process is just to kind of get them to think about are they on the right courses do they need some work experience i think that's something that we need to develop more uh, mm -hmm. i want to be doing a lot more in year 12 uh, which is something that i'm sort of reflecting on at the moment that i, I want to do that with with my students um so anyway yes uh, so we start um, last year we had a careers week in June uh, across the sort of school um, where we started doing research, we started um, looking at our personal statement, um, 
even without careers week, I would always start the UCAS process across all of my students, not just my sociologists um, in June. And then in sort of September, that's the time when it starts to ramp up. I try and get their drafts sort of in October half term. We do have the odd, we, we don't have loads of Oxbridge, uh, but we have the odd sort of um, entry. We've had five Oxbridge uh, applicants this year. Uh, we only have about 30 students who apply through UCAS anyway. We're quite a small sick form. Um, so that's kind of where our process is. Uh, we do a lot of it through uh, the Google suite. We're a Google sort of school. So everything is done through Google Classroom. Um, and the way in which our references are written. Um, so in sort of late September, um, our teachers complete a UCAS report, a subject report. So that's what I will do as a sociology teacher. That's what um, the physics teachers will do. And then I take all of those and put those together um, as part of one bigger reference um through our we don't we have um arbor that's our sort of uh, system so it's all done through the, our reporting system so that's kind of like the process i suppose in terms of the goal um what do i want to see from a sociology teacher i would want to see from any teacher to be honest that their reference is really tailored to that student and is really tailored to what they want to apply for so I was having a little think about the um, the subjects that sociology um, year 12 and 13s would be applying for. Um, and I've had a few apply for sociology, but actually the vast majority have been more social sciences, wider than just sociology. So if I'm thinking about my current year 13s, I've got one applying for, char I had to write this down because I couldn't remember, <laughs> child and adolescent mental health. Uh, nursing, midwifery, social work, teaching, criminology, counselling, speech and language therapy, forensics, you know, so it, they're not necessarily just applying for sociology, but I think sociology is such a big wide subject that it can apply to such a range of degree subjects. So it's about tailoring your reference, taking the bits of sociology to make them relevant to the degree they want to do. So, for example, I, I teach health and social care as well. I have a lot of students that do both. So I have a lot of students that go for things like nursing. So I will be I would be writing something like, you know, they have an understanding of equality and diversity and how that impacts on life chances. You know, just trying to pull out the bits of sociology that are relevant to nursing or criminology or whatever. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah no, I just thought it was really important because actually, like, I think the thing you mentioned first was, you know, it's going to be different in different schools and when they start that process. Mm. And I think the goal from what I'm getting is, is really sort of, it's not a generic, although there is a sort of generic process that might happen, whether mm. that be June or early for students in year 12 uh, and going sort of into sort of September, October time into year 13 it's and this is something that seems to be a common thing that keeps coming up whether we're talking about UCAS or I've talked previously about uh, Ofsted and deep dives yesterday I spoke to someone about managing a department it's knowing your students and that seems to be the common theme um so when you're writing a reference isn't or the goal of the reference isn't just to be like you know copy and paste copy and paste copy and paste mm -hmm. and if it's going to take a little bit more time and that's sort of thinking about you know, maybe it's something I'm sort of a leading question I'm asking in a minute is knowing your student and what their their 
applying for and then finding those transferable skills across your subject so a bit of sort of mapping like you said you know thinking about you know health inequalities potentially obviously if you've taken health as an option that's going to be more transparent but then obviously health inequalities in health will come across through other units as well and obviously the criminology for crime and deviance potentially so really sort of signposting those bits i remember speaking to someone about oracy not so long ago and, and she was sort of saying exactly the same thing that you know you might write in a, a ucas report um what do you say like you know contributes class discussions well what does that mean like and how could you actually highlight that to um to the university clearly i know you said that you mentioned uh, that you started sort of in june but sort of reflective for you you wish you want to add more in september for year 12. um why is that so important why is that why is that the reflection that you've made in that sort of for this year um because i think one of the most important things that i try and say all the time in my school is that you need to make sure students are on the right courses early um and they need to be aware of if there are any work experience requirements so things like social work paramedic science which again i've had students go into from sociology they often will have specific work experience requirements and if the student doesn't realize that till the end of year 12 then that's making their life very very difficult um and i just think it's a really important conversation to be having all the time and just sort of drip feeding that in all the time um so yeah, I, I think as early as possible, not necessarily formal, you know, formally doing the UCAS process, but just sort of having it on their agenda a little bit. I think that's really important. Yeah, the back because that's one of my questions too, is, is how early is too early to, to start the UCAS process? And like you said, not necessarily formally, like writing out a personal statement or, or looking at universities, mm -hmm. but ultimately that sort of drip feeding approach. And I suppose I was, funny enough, I was talking to students about this the other day, and I was talking about, you know, research and bring it into research methods. And I was sort of saying that, you know, universities aren't just about, you know, teaching sociology, whatever you degree you want to do, but the research they are doing. And actually that might influence where you go and and keep and showing the the, the liveness of sociology that, you know, lots of universities are, are carrying out live research at the moment. Um, and sort of as part of enrichment looking at that. And that might impact on whether they want to go to that university they want to be part of that that research potentially or they like the lectures that are, are, are teaching there um I was, I was also thinking about this in regards to sort of how you tie it into lessons without it being so formal <laughs> obviously to their drip feeding um how as, a, as more as a sort of a, i suppose there's two two sort of jobs you've got there is obviously as a, a coordinator of of sociology or the head of, of the lead subjects of the social sciences but also as a teacher of sociology is there any sort of systems or anything you put into place to sort of start drip feeding or is it something that's under consideration that might be useful uh, or is it more organic than that i think that that is an area of development for me personally <laughs> for being really honest um <laughs> but stuff there is stuff done across our school more generally so uh, all of our year 11s went out on a university visit recently personally i think it needs to start in year seven really um that again drip 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 that message through um so um for example i went into year nine assembly um just before christmas to go and sell sociology gcse um I mentioned university then when I went into year 11 assembly we've got um year 11 uh, sorry year nine options evening next week so year eight options evening yes sorry confused but yeah we've got an options evening next week <laughs> um 
I will be mentioning university then in front of parents. I always say sociology is a very good subject if you're thinking about university. Um, it's, I guess, strip feeding that message that, um, that university is an option um, really, really early. I'm going to go into uh, year nine and year 11 forms um, in the next few weeks, again, just to go and chat about university, sixth form, that kind of thing. So in terms, I probably do more in terms of UCAS coordinator than I do as a sociology teacher. Um, in terms of the sociology, though, uh, I was having a little think about this and I was thinking about um, it's those links to academic academic study. Yeah. Uh, God, brain's gone. Look. <laughs> um, so <laughs> one of the things one of the things I've been using a lot is um, your talk that you did on sociology outside the classroom. <laughs> so I started having a slide in my lessons in year 12 of sort of academic things that they could go and read or watch or listen to. You know, the, the sociology show is an excellent, excellent resource. So sometimes I get my students to go and listen to that because that's academic study. You know, it's academics talking about their work. So what, what better way of kind of inspiring the students by uh, academia? See, I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. I think it's something that, like you said, is drip, drip fed. And I sometimes think it's sometimes, I know that I'm sort of conscious of, of as one of the things I sort of think is sociology has to be outside the classroom because it, it isn't something that can be contained within the classroom. But like, I know that, um, you know, Matt, who does the sociology uh the sociology show he also has uh student takeovers so that students can contribute as well so it gives sort of um i suppose that sort of focus for the students so that they can also contribute as well as obviously listen as well uh and obviously i, I think as well thinking about maybe you know like the, from the academia or the academic point of view is a lot of universities do those um webinars and sort of like sending those out and i think it's just yeah. i think for me i think it's just putting a, like a sort of reminder on my calendar is thinking right on this day every month i'm just going to sort of search sort of universities local to me because that's that's where the sort of limit is because of students can't necessarily visit all the time um but if it's webinars it's a lot easier but sort of highlighting oh right just check when they're doing their webinars or subscribe so that i get those in that bit of information so you can sort of share that with the students but um yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think it's that drip feeding. I think sometimes I feel like that UCAS process happens so quickly. I feel like you start it and then before you started it, it's like the deadline. And then we've always got those students that's like uh, at the end, like it's November, this, and they've got people who's had them this last week over Christmas and stuff. Uh, and you're nodding your head there and going like, you know. Yeah. And I think, <laughs> I think with all the goodwill in the world, even if you started it on the 1st of September in year 12, there was always going to be those students. Uh, Yes. But it's it's keeping, I suppose, that momentum going. I was going to ask you a question around, you know, like you were saying you get to, got to know your students really well. Do you sort of recommend or do you do anything where, as, as a subject teacher, I know that often people who write the report does gets information about what they do outside of school, but also as a subject teacher, do you, do you make a point of uh, finding out what the students want to do? Is it a form that you get them to fill out or do you do a sort of mini yes. quick interview with them or, yeah? So I just get them to do a really quick Google form um, that I share with staff. Um, but I know that there are some staff, like I, I know my students really well, um, but my colleague who teaches health and social care, um, she, she does it brilliantly. She sits down with each student 
talks to them, looks at their sort of um, their exam and coursework grades, kind of works out what they need to do to get where they need to be uh, and does a mini interview with them as a subject teacher. Uh, I tend to do it a bit less formally than that. I might have a little bit of a chat with them here and there. She does it quite formally and uh, her UCAS reports are much better than mine, to be honest. Very detailed, very tailored. Um, so it, I guess it, it depends on what your relationship is like with your students. I'm quite an informal sort of person anyway, um, so I will just tend to chat to them. Um, and I, I do that as part of when I'm doing my UCAS reports that, you know, I share, I make sure that, they're, that the students know what their predicted grade is, why. Um, that will be based on usually a combination of teacher assessment and we do end of year 12 exams. So it's kind of based on those two things. But I think it's really important to have a lot of conversations with your students, you know, not just here's a grade, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it needs to be a conversation definitely yeah because that's also, that's also something i wanted to ask you about the sort of the ucas prediction mm. grade as well and also maybe elaborate a bit more like you said it has to be a conversation but definitely getting some sort of right to doing the the reference with the with the student so that might be something more formal like your colleague does uh, as an interview or a sort of ad hoc thing but yeah i think that communication is so important isn't it because Actually, the only you know that information, sometimes you can signpost students to that. So I know so one of my students, she wants to be an accountant. Um, so I don't know, but I go, I don't know if I'm even saying it right with I say to the students, I don't know enough, enough about maths, but I'm like, oh, we're doing some data today, like, like that might be useful for your like accountancy. But so once you get to know your students, obviously it depends yes. how many students you're teaching. But if you've got that in the back of your head, you think, oh, well, I know that student wants to become a medic for argument's sake, or I know that student wants to get into teaching. Um, you can sort of start, think about it, signpost it in the lesson a little bit, potentially, um, on a more ad hoc Absolutely. basis. Um, Absolutely. The, but you did say about this, um, these UCAS predictions, and you said that obviously a conversation, because I know that can be really quite a challenging experience, the whole UCAS predictions, because they are just a prediction, aren't they? Um, yes. Because actually we don't really know what the students are, are going to get really to 100%. You know, you've got no idea because of all the data and et cetera, et cetera. But it's still put in at a time, what's this? roughly November time, which is still quite a long way before, I mean, every school's different, but fairly on in early on in year 13 um and obviously there's still lots of scope for students to improve or, or, or not potentially um so obviously you said it's a conversation is there anything else to help that process feel a little bit i don't know not as scary for students potentially um so in at the end of year 12 um we have our year 12 exams so the students have their grades from those year 12 exams you know, as as we're doing our sort of UCAS, um, you know, introduction, so they can use that as a starting point. Again, raw data. We say to them, you know, your your predicted grades are coming a bit later, so you've got a bit of time to focus and work on them. But the other thing is, again, um, I don't tend. I've been very lucky. I've not really had any students arguing with me personally about predicted grades. Um, but I think that you're right that they come quite early. So for me, again, it's those conversations. I have been known to amend them personally if the student has shown that they are getting better. And that's why it needs to be a continuing conversation. Um, yeah, that's why it's so important to talk to the students all the way through the process, I think. 
Yeah, and I suppose it's been transparent with the whole sort of grading process from the beginning. Um, you know, I suppose mm. like either there was the assessments in year 12 and how they sort of, every school's going to be different mm. of what data is contributing mm. to that UCAS grade, whether it's just the end of year exam or is it sort of, uh, you know, other sort of homework assessments or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I suppose it's like, like you said, it's those communicational elements. Uh, just another question, I feel like I'm just picking your brains. I'm like conscious of tire, I'm thinking, oh, goodness, I've got another question to me. With regards to, um, you know, once you've, completed the sort of reference do you personally i mean if it's just a personal thing or within your school and it's different for different schools they've got different uh policies on this but it's just one to sort of pick your brains and do you show the students a copy or do you do you not um form tutors um share um the ucas reports but i don't share the overall um ucas report having said that though the UCAS reports that I write are a working thing between me and the student. I don't necessarily know all the students that well. So I know my sociologists and my health and social care students. Do I know the psychology students? No. Um, so what I tend to do is I get them to do a little Google form for me um, where they give me sort of ideas of things or if they have got something that they want me to put in. So sometimes um, some students have got special educational needs and I, I say to them, would you like me to put something in about that in a, you know, in a positive way? Because obviously it says earlier on in their UCAS form that they have got ASD or whatever, if they've chosen to put that on. So I ask them if they want me to put a comment. So although I don't let them see the entire reference, which is more for practical reasons, to be honest, than anything else for me, um, it's not something that is completely alien to them either. I guess we're a bit of a halfway house with that. Yeah, no, no, it's interesting because I think there's a, there's scope for both ways, isn't it? Because I think if you sort of mm. share with the students, it from a practical point of view, you're forever amending it so it's like back forth back forth and yeah. you know i would say to the students when you're you're um looking to to speak to student teachers about even what courses you've got to do like or what you want to do at university and speaking to people it's being personal who you're speaking to because it ultimately it's their decision yeah. and so you've got family and friends yeah. and stuff and i think the more that people that contribute to whether it's a, a decision what university you want to go to a course or whether you're writing a reference for someone it everyone's got their perspective. It's the same when they're doing their personal statements. It's like everyone's got a sentence they'd like to change and it can t take forever. But at the same time, it, it's got to be, like you said, a little bit collaborative because obviously sometimes you don't know what the students are doing outside of school, especially if you're coordinating the whole reference uh, as you, you're doing. Um, any final top tips, anything sort of that you can think, right, I've learned this from this year or from previous experience. You think, do you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do more of this or I'm going to do less of this. Um, anything sort of any takeaways um, as well? I, um, yeah, um, I'm going to change. Um, I'm going to do more top tips for some of the students, I guess, which is um, thinking about preparing. So before the summer, thinking about that enrichment, that sociology beyond the classroom. So making sure they can show a passion for sociology or criminology or whatever. Um, so sometimes I think with sociology, you know, things like work experience, they think, oh, you know, I can't go and be a sociologist. Well, yeah, but if you've got a job at a fast food restaurant, for example, which some of my students do, well, you're seeing things like hierarchy. You can use that. Um, 
but yeah getting them to do uh, wider reading uh, i really like the use of future learn and the open university free courses and um, there's loads linked to sociology there's loads linked to health and social care there's loads linked to everything to be honest um but i think that's a really good way of them being able to show a bit of passion that they've gone in their own time and did an extra little course that's always a really good thing um thinking about their epq as well um if your school does that ours do at the beginning of year 12 i always say to them do your epq on something that links to your career because you know that's such a good tool to use in your personal statement um but in terms of top tips for sociology teachers and writing references talk to your students uh find out what they want to do um and be specific so take sociology and link it to the degree course they want to do and actually i've got another tip for students whilst i'm thinking about it uh, one of the things okay. I always get my students to do, oh, sorry, yeah. one of the things I always get my students to do is to um, have a look at the their favourite course or their favourite couple of courses and nick some keywords off the website and mm. kind of weave them into their personal statement. So if they've got academics at the university they really want to go to that are interested in, I don't know, poverty or something, try and weave that in somewhere, you know, how where have you learned about that why are you interested in it that kind of thing yeah definitely i've always said to the students as well be mindful not to say that you're not not prepared to talk about in an interview because you never yes. know uh, yes. i mean not all courses yes. sociology degrees yes. don't tend to have interviews but like you said for the the health of they're like nursing courses or whatever or yeah. a teacher potentially have an interview they go i really like the works of i don't know durkheim's i don't know i think of a i was about to say religion or whatever um and they're like oh tell me what you thought and you're like uh so yeah i think yeah yeah it's really important because i go well, i think general articles you read uh just the abstract <laughs> yeah, yeah i think it's also good if they can read things that are a bit more contemporary as well you know um i really like gang leader for a day that's my favorite sort of sociology book so something like that which is quite accessible uh, easy to read and is really interesting um so yeah i, I think and I, I think podcast is another good one because they can do something else at the same time i do like a podcast myself i have to say <laughs> yeah i know what you mean but there's so many as well that are not actually so necessarily sociological but yeah. they you can weave or apply the social they're not, in the sense they're not yes. intended to necessarily be sociological but then you can it's the same with like i always think it's a comedy like i don't know a comedy is a really good um reflection of what's going on in society um, and then yeah. do you watching something you can make those I suppose more for my age group rather than the students would be something like motherland yes. it's so 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 yeah, sociological yeah. it's unbelievable yes. um but yeah definitely some really great ideas i know we've just come to the end of the uk and you're thinking i've just i want to put that to bed i've just finished never, i've got them all never. sent off but we're back <laughs> on it again but i think sometimes it's at this sort of low period for UCAS. it's quite nice to think you know, actually, I've just finished that process, but what do I want to do now? Like, where do I want it to go for the next year 12 students? Because before we know it, it will be the summer, won't it? Yeah, uh, I think, I think yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I think now is the time to be doing those sociology beyond the classroom type things. This sort of, oh, it's not quiet, but between <laughs> now and the summer or now in September, this is when you get your students to do their enrichment, their things that can show passion for sociology or whatever. 
Oh, definitely, definitely. There's a whole bounty of stuff on Netflix they can be getting their sales through, um, Sociology Stuff Room is brought to you by Tutor to You Sociology. Find us at tutortoyou.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutortoyousoc or Instagram at tutortoyousoc. You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.